0: Salams, y'all. Welcome to Zinus Bukala, A Duty to Memory. I launched the Instagram page for this podcast on October 17th because I wanted to start with a piece of our history that has been intentionally silenced and mostly hidden from view. October 17th marks the 60-year anniversary of a massacre committed by the French state. Although it happened in plain sight, the story of this day is rarely portrayed in mainstream films, books, news, were even included in our school curriculum. In the fall of 1961, less than a year before Algeria won the war for independence, the city of Paris imposed a curfew, one that was only applicable to Algerian Muslim immigrants. In response, up to 30,000 Algerians took to the streets, many of them coming from the ghettos that they were secluded to with their children and their families. The organizers asked people to show up and demonstrate peacefully warning them against carrying even so much as a pocket knife. The strategy was for folks to dress nice and make their presence known in public spaces. Police forces, on the other hand, were ordered to shut it down by any means necessary, which they took quite literally. In just a few hours, they detained over 12,000 people, using public city buses to round them up in stadiums and plazas across town. To this day, this is the biggest police raid on record in France. They beat people, shot at them with live ammunition, and perhaps one of the most shocking images threw their bodies into the Seine River. The official death count is three, but the reality is that dozens, perhaps hundreds, died and disappeared. Some say that there were bodies found hanging from trees in nearby forests. The next day, militant artists left a message on the bridge that read, Algerians are drowned here. It was quickly painted over by the authorities, but not before a journalist was able to snap a photo of it. At the time, any journalist that asked questions or tried to push this story forward was systematically shut down. The photo, now famous, was not allowed to be published in any mainstream paper until the 1980s, some 20 years later. Imagine that your child leaves the mountains of Algeria migrates to France looking for work in order to put food on your table over a thousand miles away from home. And that one day, they go out to demonstrate, never to be heard from again. Imagine never finding the body of your loved ones, never being able to bury and grieve them properly, never having closure and always sitting with more questions than answers. The French state has never taken full accountability for this colonial massacre has never formally prosecuted those responsible or really genuinely apologized for throwing bodies into one of the most known rivers of the Western world. All you'll find is a small plaque on the Pont Saint-Michel, a bridge that is one of the biggest tourist attractions right in the heart of Paris. The plaque is off to the side, commemorating victims in lettering that is difficult to read, and it mostly goes unnoticed and unseen." October 17th, 1961, is etched in our hearts and carved in our people's memory. It's a reminder that France's hands are still dripping with the blood of Algerians and that of many other African nations. You can't truly understand the day-to-day reality of brown and black youth in French cities today without turning back to understand how we got here. There's a reason our French, Arab, and African youth are angry, that their rage explodes and spills out into the streets, and that this often turns to rioting. I wanted to start with this story because it's one that shook me to my core when I first learned about it, not through any mainstream outlets or history class, but rather through posts on social media, hip-hop lyrics, and songs. How do we move forward if we don't even know or contend with our past? This podcast, though, Is also about dreaming and imagining a different future for ourselves. Shout out to Oakland author, professor, and activist Sean Ginwright, who also names the need to move from problem to possibility. He says One of the greatest casualties of oppression is the destruction of our ability to dream beyond it. Let me repeat that One of the greatest casualties of oppression is the destruction of our ability to dream beyond it. Pause and let that one sink in for a minute, huh? So let us dream big. Let us not get stuck in the past and in these outdated narratives that we can't or that we won't or that we haven't. Because none of those are true. We're brilliant. We're here. And we're not going anywhere. Shukran for being here. For listening and for witnessing. salama. Peace, y'all.